is Esther Berkey, international book writing expert and author, and I help women to overcome the fear of writing and publishing their books. I'm so excited to have Mahima Klinge from Switzerland with me. Mahima is a self-mastery mentor, mindset trainer, best-selling author and award-winning speaker. She is the first black self-mastery mentor to have spoken at the Harvard Club of Boston. Born and brought up in Zimbabwe, Mahima has spent her whole adult life traveling around the world, teaching her unique brand of mindful leadership. Her personal growth academy, the Mahima Mindset, has already helped thousands of people to get fully connected to happiness and inner strength that is not dependent on outside circumstances, events or people. Mahima loves to teach how to transform our inner voice to become supportive and encouraging so that we can show up as a leader that people will listen to. Welcome to the show, Mahima. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much, Esther. What a joy. What a joy to be here and spend this time with you and your amazing tribe. Mm-hmm. I love the work that you're doing in the world. I love to see women in their power changing the world. So that's you, Esther, and I'm excited to be here with you. Thank you so much. Thank you. So, Mahima, let's start and jump right into the first question. What has been your turning moments in life? Oh, you can hear from the breath. <laughs> there have been many turning moments in life, Esther. But I think I'm. I, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the when I when I discovered that there was more to me than just the thoughts in my head, the negative thoughts in my head, the intense emotions that usually drew me into some kind of sadness or confusion or regret. So I would choose that moment when I discovered that I could feel peaceful, joyful and happy regardless of what was happening in my external life. It was the moment that I discovered meditation and everything changed. My whole life changed within my first meditation session. The the, the girl that arrived at that ashram, the young 22-year-old, you know, with with, um, yeah, with so much pain and and anger and and confusion inside of her, but no awareness that I was filled with pain, that I was filled with anger and confusion, no awareness of that, transformed into (laughs) a peaceful warrior of light and love through understanding that I have a choice what I feel. I have a choice what I think. I have a choice what I believe. So that was really the moment. And that's, you know, um, I was 22 then and I just had my 50th birthday this year. So I would say that that was one of the most pivotal moments of my entire life that has led me to create so much more beauty, um, you know, creativity, financial abundance, amazing relationships, 
a passion that I, you know, love that I get to do every day to be of service and all of the wonderful things I've created in my life definitely wouldn't have come to be if it wasn't for that one pivotal shift in my consciousness. Beautiful. And Mahima, where was that um, in the world? Because I know you've been traveling a lot. Yeah, so I'm born in Zimbabwe and that happened in India. That happened in, uh, in an ashram in India. And um, I'd never been to India before and I never thought I would ever go to India before. There, there's very few reasons why a 22-year-old girl um, in the early 90s would go to India alone. <laughs> I did not see that coming and neither did any of my family. But I, I was divorced. I was married and divorced. I, you know, married my second um, boyfriend and I was, we knew each other from 18 until 21. And being with him, he brought up all of the unresolved issues that I had from my childhood, you know, from, from not feeling confident in myself, from not knowing what I really wanted to do with my life. Um, so being with Chris and, and having that, that uh, I would call like challenging, super challenging relationship and then divorcing, you know, um, and being divorced, being a, you know, divorced woman at the age of 21 and a half, right? Was, was pretty traumatizing stuff. And so um, a guy that I had met some year, like some years pre previously, like maybe not like, like about a year before I went to India, um, he, he met me in Milan and he saw that my, the state that I was in. And he said to me, I was actually going to, to, to Miami at that time. And he just looked at me and said, listen, you're in a mess. You should go to India. You should go to India. I'm going to send you to this place. Just go to this address and stay there until you've, you've sorted yourself out. And it didn't make any sense, but I just said yes. I said yes, and I bought a one-way ticket to India. And I you know, ended up staying there for 18 months the first time. And then I went back home for about two, three months, and then I came back and spent another, um, basically all together, I spent five years roaming in and out of India and you know traveling in other places of the world and just learning how to how to create a life that i truly was excited about living hmm. do you remember mahima what your thoughts were the disempowering beliefs you had at that time and you had to transform into something empowering oh yes there were many there were many limiting beliefs that i had i had limiting beliefs about sex i had limiting beliefs about money i had limiting beliefs about lifestyle what was possible or not possible having left school at 16 for you know for traumatic reasons not because i wasn't good at school or didn't want to continue school but i needed to get out of the home of my parents so i left school with um 16 and a half because you know my f stepfather um was inappropriately touching me and he was becoming more and more aggressive with mm -hmm. his intentions you know of what he was you know sort of trying to extract from me 
So that was for me uh, a moment where I, I, I did, you know, just decided I needed to get out of the house. And so I le- had to leave school early. So I had a lot of limiting beliefs around, uh, around education and what was possible or not possible with this level of education that I had. Um, I, ha- I was scared. I was scared all the time. I was scared of the dark. I was scared of, of um, strangers. I was scared of um, getting lost. I, I was just scared all the time. I remember that so well. Um, so yeah, that was that was just like uh, like the the I would say the average young person that you know that comes from a, a kind of traumatic background. That uh, has, has doesn't have awareness. Uh, not only traumatic because of what happened in my family, but also because of the country and the culture that I was living in. So, for example, Zimbabwe was uh, apartheid. So they gained independence um, from being called Rhodesia. It was used to be Rhodesia, and then it became Zimbabwe. And they gained independence um, very late, like in the eighties, like I think in nineteen nineteen eight. 1980 actually so I was born in 1971 I was born into an apartheid regime which is all it's a hate culture it's just hating on people for for the the color of their skin for the 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 education they have or the lack of um and you know it was a very strange country and culture to have coded into your system. So yeah, there was a lot of negativity going on, but not conscious of it, not conscious of it, right? Mm -hmm. Many people are not conscious of the impact their past has on their future, has on their now, on their present moment. Hmm. And then from India to the warrior you are today, how did it go? Well, I would say in simple term, in sim- if I put it in, in a simple way, I followed my heart. I just kept on listening. I believe, I would say the, 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 the voice of the heart is the voice of your soul. And how I define soul is the part of you that came into this world with nothing and will leave with nothing. Yes. So we may have come into this world with who knows, maybe we came with stories from other lives or other worlds or other dimensions. Who knows? Nobody, you know, it's a debatable topic. But the point is, you didn't you didn't come in this world with with money, with relationships, with cars, with with, you know, education. With No, you came empty and you're going to leave, you're going to need to leave all of this behind. Right. Mm. <laughs> So um, the soul is the part of you that is your is your 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 true what I call the true self, right? Mm-hmm. And if we start listening to our true self, the soul, it speaks to us through the heart, and the soul is the part of us that wants the very best for us in life. It wants us to thrive instead of just survive. It wants us to follow our passions instead of just doing something logical because you feel trapped. Uh, the soul wants you to have, the soul is more about who you are than what you have. And it's more about living in the present now than living in the past or the future. So the soul is this is this other aspect of ourselves that, that we have forgotten about 
because of mind education. And the mind education is training you to think all the time, yeah? Instead of be. It's training you to think all the time instead of experience, right? It's thinking, you're thinking instead of feeling, experiencing, being. And once we start to understand that, um, we're able to start to listen, to, to become quiet, to become quiet and listen, and then be guided by the heart, which is, is adventure. It's, hey, this is your talent. Don't let go of your talent, Mahima. You know, when I discovered meditation, I could easily meditate for, for hours and hours. When many people struggled with meditation, it was easy for me. So I knew that I had a gift with meditation. So I followed that gift and I let that gift lead me to different situations and experiences and, and teachers and more learnings. And at one point I became the teacher. I was like, I've learned so much about, about peace, about joy, about laughter. I, I need to share this with other people because I saw people suffering like I used to suffer when I was disconnected from myself, right? When I was up in my head, living life, you know, through thinking, through logic. And so once I got out of that way of living, I could, you know, shift into this more magical and and fun state of heart and mind. Now, I'm not saying it was just good times all the way. Do not get me wrong, right? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that there there is an, there is an inner peace, a love and a joy that's not dependent on external circumstances, events, or people. And if you see kids, they're connected to that. Yeah, a, a child is in their purest form before they became, you know, before they learned bad lessons from society and, you know, and everyone around them. They're just pure love. They just, you know, can bounce from one moment to the next with so much pleasure and, and happiness. And, and they, they'll move through their emotions. If they need to cry, they'll cry and then move on. And they might even be laughing the next moment, right? Um, they just be, they're more in the essence. So I feel like what I, what I teach people is not something new. It's not discover something new about <laughs> yourself. It's return back to who you are. Remember who you are. And so it's really more about removing, um, let's say, habits and learnings as opposed to adding on new learnings. <laughs> Do you remember, Mahima, when you listened for the first time to your heart, to your inner child, to your soul? How was that? Um, I would say, yeah, yes, sure, sure. I, re I remember that, that, that moment, what I said in the, my first ever meditation, when I discovered that, that, I, that I could be peaceful and quiet and, and just be present in the moment. And I didn't need to prove anything, become anything or do anything in order to experience love and fulfillment. So that is the whole um, art of meditation when you, when you can learn it you know, from, 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 from teachers that teach it from a place of joy. Now, there was also moments where I downloaded certain truths. Like one of the moments I remember was um, when I was trying to decide how I would continue making money in, in, in my life. And I completely heard my heart say, my soul, 
you're an entrepreneur because freedom is one of the highest values for you. So you need to look at how can you make money with entrepreneurship, doing, doing your own business. Like, and I felt like when I thought about getting a nine to five job, my, 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 I felt my heart would sink. I, I felt myself shrinking. I felt myself like a, a big no, no. Mm. And when I thought about being an entrepreneur and I thought about, you know, being free and making my money through my own business, I felt alive and I felt open. I didn't know how. Esther. So this is not about, I already had a plan. I already had a business plan. I already knew what to do. No, I just followed this, this, this feeling of what happened when I listened to myself. And when I listened and, and moved towards nine to five job, I felt a shrinking in my whole being. And I felt a no. And when I moved towards entrepreneurship, I felt an expansion and a yes. So that's what I mean. Listening to your heart, follow the, follow that feels elevated Right. So I kept listening. I, I, I tried various entrepreneur things, um, which was a lot of fun um, playing in that world. And like, you know, my Kai, I'm also married to an entrepreneur. And like me, at a young age, he already made the decision. He was even younger than me um, when he started his entrepreneur journey. I think he was like 17 or something. Yeah, I only got to it around, you know, 20 um 25 years old that's when I was really like okay this is clear for me this is what I'm going to do now and um yeah so it is uh it, and I followed that ever, ever since so I think things like that you you make a decision about who you are based on what lights up your soul what makes you feel excited and expansive even if you feel scared yeah, it's because many people will say, yeah, but, but there, you know, I don't know, is, the, is that my soul or am I afraid? Like, yeah, both feelings will be there. There'll be, of course, the feeling of excitement, but there's also the feeling of, oh, how do I do that? Like, how's that going to work, right? The other thing feels more familiar because you've done it. You know, I did nine to five jobs, so I, I knew how that felt like. It was a known path. Yes. And then suddenly you stood on stages and you taught people how to listen to their heart did it you have this i wouldn't say suddenly <laughs> <laughs> i know there were a lot lot more um steps in between you know the woman that is standing on stages today or even in the last two three um four years right so i started with having the the courage to say yes to my calling of teaching meditation and that took me to bali where um, a friend had told me if I'm ready to teach, I could go to her place there in Bali and, and teach. So I, you know, I sort of remembered that at one point and said, yeah, that I'm ready for that. And I went to Bali. I started doing sessions in Bali. And through those sessions in Bali, doorways opened to do sessions all over Europe. Suddenly I was in, being invited to Germany to 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 um to france to italy to um uh, switzerland um to holland and 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 different cities in these countries and um it was quite profound actually how it just sort of organically grew and people were inviting me and then people would share you know about me and then i'd get another invitation through that and that's how I met my husband, Kai. I was on that journey, traveling through Europe, uh, teaching meditation. And um, 
Yeah, and then when we met, I start we started to create our life together. Things became a little bit complicated for about two or three years as we tried to find what's our way together. Yeah, because Kai had his own company, but I didn't want to stay in Germany where his company was because I believe that again, follow your heart. There, you know, and and it's not just for work; it's for places. There's places that resonate with your soul better than other places. Yeah, that's just the way it is. Now, can I be, you know, peaceful in Germany? Yeah, of course. If I go to Germany right now, I don't lose my inner peace. But do I want to live in Germany? No, I did not want to live in Germany back then, right? And nothing against Germans and anything. It's just you, everyone listening to this, if you've traveled, you know that there are places where you go to where just something opens up for you and you just feel more at home and you feel more free and at ease. You feel you feel you vibe better with that with that um, with the vibrational frequency of that place, right? So I've you know sort of loved you know the frequencies of New York, of uh, Bali, of um, Thailand, various places in Thailand. Um, you know I've loved. Italy, even though I haven't stayed there, but I lo love the vibration. So it's it's just what 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 does your heart want to guide you to? We we we're a lot into forcing ourselves, yeah, forcing ourselves to like people, forcing our ourselves to like places, forcing ourselves to like things. And whereas I'm not saying you you should hate things because that's absolutely not what I preach at all. Like you know, have respect, have respect, but honor yourself. Yes. Have respect for cultures, have respect for pl different places, have respect for the way people do things. But honor what what lights your heart up and follow that. And then Switzerland ah, so took, yeah. your, so, took okay. your heart. Well, yeah, yeah. So 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 first Kai took my heart, okay? <laughs> and then, you know, we sort of we sort of, you know, as I said, went through all of this transition together. And finally, we landed up in Switzerland because my sister lives in Switzerland. And I had a Swiss um, nationality because I was married to a Swiss, you know, like uh, my first husband, the one that, uh, yeah, had to deal with the crazy me. <laughs> um, you know, so, yeah, I got the Swiss nationality. So it just made sense to try to live in Switzerland. Yeah, because because I was Swiss. I'm, kind of, even though I'd never lived in Switzerland. And my sister was already living in Switzerland because during the time that she came to be with me while I was on my travels, uh, one of the, she met her, her her husband that she's still with now over, you know, 22 years later. Um, she she um, actually met her husband in one of my meditation sessions. <laughs> <laughs> so then my sister was settling down in Switzerland and then, you know, Kai and I, we were, we were first sort of wondering about, we went to Thailand together and we tried to do stuff out of Thailand for a while. And then finally we were just like, let's see what we can do in Switzerland, you know? Um, and we had liked Switzerland. One of the um, summers we came here, my sister had this gorgeous apartment on um, the Veggies Lake. And you know, the lakes and mountains in Switzerland are just magical. And it was one of the most beautiful summers. And she had this like really 60 square centimeter terrace. And, you know, and my sister came here, by the way, with nothing, like nothing but the, the clothes in her suitcase and the ones she was wearing. 
and through me teaching her the art of manifesting what she truly loves and wants she manifested a husband and that they still as i said happily married and still together she manifested various different waterfront properties including this particular one that i'm telling you about now and so we came and we stayed there and we were like oh my god Switzerland is amazing and we were swimming in the lake and we were enjoying the summer and it just felt like yeah let's 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 give Switzerland a chance <laughs> and and that's when we settled down here I started doing more meditation classes and um you know just like really trying to get get this message out there but um at one point I did get stuck in my personal growth because I stopped being met I, I wasn't take I didn't have a mentor right so from the young, you know, age of 20, um, 20 to let's say 26, 27, I was very heavily involved with my Indian teacher. And then he passed away. I started teaching. And then at one point around my 40th birthday, I realized that I needed, I needed more mentor, mentorship. I needed more guidance. I needed more new ideas to come into my life because I, I'd got stuck and I wasn't having the success I wanted to have. I wasn't having the the, the, I wasn't reaching the amount of people I wanted to reach. I was trying very hard, but I just wasn't able to make it. And that's when I, um, you know, drew into my life the amazing Canaan last year, which you know very well. I drew in Lisa Nichols. I drew in, you know, uh, A-Fest and, and just started to hang out with different people, expand my uh, consciousness, invest in myself. And, and, and that's what led me to, you know, start really taking on public speaking and really boosting myself to the next level of uh, my evolution yeah and did you have the vision that what's going to be the mahima mindset at that time when you started um, getting mentorship and all, all i would say i always knew that i was meant for more than what yeah. I was doing. Like I had, I just had that feeling inside of me that there, there is a potential. Like I, I believe everyone on this, listening to this call, you know that you have potential inside of you. And then you have to be honest with yourself about how much of that potential have you untapped, right? So I felt like I have so much, I've always felt this. I felt this when I was with, in India with the, with the teachers over there. I, I felt that when I was traveling all over the world trying to find my way, I, I've always felt like there's something amazing meant to happen with my life. And, and, and amazing things were happening. I mean, coming from Zimbabwe and that poverty mindset and being, to, be, being able to transform all of that to the point where I was you know, able to travel by myself all over the world, getting rid of all that fear, all of that limitation around, you know, around um, abundance and, and create all of this beauty and magic. I mean, I, I know for sure that if I hadn't changed my limiting belief systems, I wouldn't have been able to create any of the stuff that I created. So, when, you know, when I was 40, sort of like, having my 40th birthday, because birthdays are very pivotal moments where you reflect on, on yourself, right? That's when it was so clear to me that I, I, I've fallen asleep on myself. I, I, haven't, I haven't honored the, the, the gold and the diamonds that I felt were still inside of me and needed to be mined out of my system. 
Does this make sense? Mm. So, yeah. So I would say I, I had no uh, no clue that it would be the Mihima mindset and would be this own your superstar trainings. And But I knew I was already teaching. I'd already been teaching from the age of 27, mm. right? I just hadn't managed to make it into the more that I wanted it to be. So I found myself, for example, at that moment before my transition into the more, which was, was investing in mentors and teachers, I was still teaching, you know, meditation classes, you know, charging $25 an hour for my meditation classes. And I'm 40 years old, right? Um, I'm making like, even with, you know, I'm making like 20,000, um, you know, before, before I sort of like went and met Canaan last year, applied some of the stuff and then started ma making a little bit more money. Um, but the most I managed to get to with my business was like 30,000. Um, that was the most we managed to make. And, uh, and so, I mean, I'm 30, I, I'm living in Switzerland. I'm earning 30,000 a year. I'm teaching meditation classes for $25 an hour, which there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what you feel is your capacity. But I felt that I was letting myself down. Does that make sense? Yes. And those meditation classes are very, they, they, like some people are coming, sometimes I'm sitting there waiting, nobody shows up, I'm sitting by myself. Like, I've, I'm like, I'm too old for this shit. I mean, I'm sorry, but I can go prepare a room and sit and nobody comes. But that would happen sometimes. Yeah, sometimes one or two people came. Sometimes it was a, a, an abundant session and there were 20 people. Sometimes it was an abundant session and there were 30 people. But it fluctuated up and down like a yo-yo, right? So, um, yeah, and then sort of consistently w was usually like 10 people or so, right? So if you just, I think if anyone's listening to this, it's, it's just about being truthful to yourself. Do you feel like you've met, like if, you, if this would be the last breath, like if for any reason you would be, because by the way, I believe that this is how the truth, we can leave our body at any second. Yeah, do not take tomorrow for granted. Like the truth is, and I think COVID is showing us that more than ever, how fragile life truly is. It can be over in a heartbeat. This is the truth that nobody teaches us, that nobody, you know, um, supports us to understand so that we can live with more passion, with more joy, with more sincerity in what's actually happening in this moment, right? So yeah, it's, it's, it's important to listen and, and imagine like, okay, so, so am I living my full potential? And I know that if I would be leaving my body, I want a big smile on my face knowing that I went for all of my dreams. Even if I didn't get to all of them, I went for all of them. And, and, I, and, I, and I'm leaving my body feeling like I've honored the, 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 the potential that I've had in, that I have inside of me. Yes, I've got as much of it out as possible and I didn't waste time and I didn't procrastinate and I didn't live in fear and confusion and, and self-doubt that I could put all of that to the side and keep stepping into my, my genius, my talent and what I have to offer. If someone is listening now and asking herself, what shall I do? What's the first step? What would you recommend? The first step is change your limiting beliefs. Work on yourself. Work on yourself. Discover how to be happy, peaceful, and joyful for no reason other than I'm alive. 
and I'm in my body. Come back to yourself. Come back to what really matters. Nothing out there is nothing out there that is going to fill you up like you can fill yourself up, right? So happiness, joy, um, the things that, like, if you think about, like, why do you want the job, the, 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 like your dream job? Why do you want that? Because you, it's got, you think it's going to make you feel a certain way. Yes, having your dream job, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be content. I'm going to be satisfied. I'm going to feel amazing, right? Uh, why do you want a gorgeous relationship? Because you think it's going to make you feel a certain thing, feel loved, feel like you have intimacy, you have someone to share your story with and all of these things. And I'm here to tell you that you have everything you need already inside of you. Yes, love is who you are in the core you came into this world as pure love and you're going to leave this world as pure love. Love is your essence. It's your humanity. You don't need to give love and you don't need to receive love. You are love. Yeah. Confidence comes from knowing what your gifts are, knowing your talent. Yes. And honoring your talent and becoming masterful at what you love to do. That's where confidence comes from. Yeah, we see confident people. It's like they know I'm I'm an entrepreneur. I'm I'm a I'm a cook. I'm a I'm a um, I'm a, a coach. I'm and I'm and I'm going to become the best at what I do because I deserve to give myself the gift of being good at something, right? And so right now in this moment, if we're looking for confidence externally, like oh, let me try to find something out there, right? If you look inside of yourself and start listening you'll see that you already have gifts. You're already good at certain things. And now all you have to do is in this moment, say yes to your gifts. Say yes to what you, you're good at and give yourself permission to keep doing that every day. And, and that's tapping into confidence, right? So, so everything is already inside of you. And now you're not coming from a place of lack. You're coming from a place of abundance, right? If everything I have is already here and now, I don't need to um, seek for anything. I don't need to want anything. I don't need to desire anything. I don't need to feel like I can only be happy when I have this, when I have that, when I have that. I'll only truly feel, you know, satisfied when I have this, when I have that. These are all delusions that the society has set up into your system. So if you are asking, what do you do now? Find a personal growth mentor, start hacking your system and connecting to the part of you that's whole and not broken. And that part of you can only be accessed in the here and now. Yes, the truth, yourself, your true self. So find somebody that can help you to come back home so you feel grounded, you feel centered, you feel alive, you feel excited about just breathing and being alive. And then the rest, you can pour all of that passion into whichever direction, you know, you want to go into. So that's would be my advice. Work on yourself. Work on yourself like you've never worked on anything in your whole life. And you will start to feel amazing. Beautiful. And if people want to learn from you, Mahima, Yes, yes, we are going to offer you and me together, Esther, because you said we could, you know, uh, give the gift of my 21 day meditation challenge. 
And so, as you guys know, whatever you think about meditation, I want you to just forget about it, right? Because, <laughs> no, seriously, so many people are like, meditation, I don't like meditation, you don't understand, I can't meditate. And I'm telling you right now, if you can breathe, you can meditate. If you can listen, you can meditate. If you can love, you can meditate. Because that's all meditation is. It's loving, breathing, and listening. And if you can bring that into your everyday life, you will start to feel so much more alive, connected, and empowered. So, yes, Medi you know, forget meditation and remember what I just said. Yeah, you can take the word meditation and literally just, you know, crumple it up into a piece of paper, put it into a bin and set it on fire. Okay. <laughs> and change it to self-care, self-love, self-knowledge, self-mastery. Master yourself. Know thyself. Know what you're thinking. Know what you're feeling. Because those thoughts and feelings are creating you to make choices. And so the more you can transform those thoughts, transform those feelings, the better choices you can make and the better life you can manifest and create for yourself. Yes. Thank yeah. you so much. We will put the link in the show notes to this meditation challenge. Awesome. And Thank you so much, Mahima. One last word, maybe? Yes. Thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you, Esther, for having me here and creating this community of people that want to be empowered, that take the time to listen um, to this content and, and just bring more, more joy and beauty into the world, right? Um, I believe that the world will change when we change. And instead of waiting for others to change, waiting for governments to change, waiting for the weather to change, waiting for this and that to change, let's be the change, right? And that is the, I believe, our the greatest contribution we can make to humanity is to be the change. Yeah. And that means you walk into a space and you elevate that space as much as you can, right? It's not about perfectionism. I would say 80-20. So don't feel like I'm saying be perfect. That's not at all what I'm saying. But I'm saying let's be the best version of ourselves because we dare, we dare to work on ourselves. <laughs> thank you, my thank, sweetheart. Thank you so much. I really want to appreciate you because you are a big role model for many, also for me. And thank you for having taken this time. Thank you so much. It has been a big, big pleasure. And I'm looking forward to meet some of you that will go ahead and take radical action and get onto the 20 day, 21 day meditation challenge where you can just support yourself with just 10, 12 minutes a day. It's going to orbit you to the next, you know, level of orbit in your system. <laughs> so I look forward to seeing you on the other side of the journey. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Thank, Thank you, you. Take care, Mahima. Thank you. Mm. Thank you.